0: Chapter 8 of To London Town. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Alan Lawley. Just such a day as Johnny's London memories always brought. Cold and dry and brisk found him perched on the cart that was to take him to London again. Besides himself, the cart held his mother and his sister and the household furniture from the cottage. While Banks, the carrier, sat on the shaft. Bessie was made comfortable in the armchair. Her mother sat on a bungle of bedding whence it was convenient to descend when steep hills were encountered and Johnny sat on the tailboard and jumped off and on as the humour took him. All through Long Lawton Village there was something of a triumphal progress for people knew them and turned to look. Bessie alone remained in the cart for the long pull up Bughurst Hill while Johnny, tramping beside and making enough excursions into the thicket, flung up into her lap sprigs of holly with berries. Already they had plenty, packed close in a box, but it is better to have too much than too little, so any promising head was added to the store, for it was December, and Christmas would come in three weeks or so, and ere. That Nan May was to open shop in London. It was to be a chandler's shop, with aspirations towards grocery and butter. Chandlery, grocery, and butter being things of the buying and selling, whereof Nan May knew as little as anybody in the world, beyond the usual retail prices at the forest villages. But something must be done, and everything has a beginning somewhere. So Nan May resolutely set face to the work, to play the world with all the rigour of the game and her figure, as she trampled steadily up the hill beside the cart, was visible symbol of her courage. Always a healthy, clean-skinned, almost a handsome woman, active and shapely. She walked the hill with something of steadfast fierceness, as one drawing in trampling an obstacle, her eyes fixed before her, and taking no heed of the view that opened to Bessie's gaze as she looked back from under the tilt of the cart. But busy with thought of the fight she was beginning, a little fearful, but by so much the gamer. Meanwhile, it was a good piece of business to decorate a shop with Holly at Christmas. And here, Johnny found Holly ready for the work. It would cost money in London. The cart crowned the hilltop and still Nan May regarded not the show that lay behind, whereof Bessie took her fill for the moment still left. There... Lawton tumbled about its green hills, beset with dusty trees, like a spilt boxful of toys, with the sad colored forest making the horizon line behind it. Away to the left, seen between the boughs of the near pines, high Beech Steeple lifted from the velvety edge, and as far to the right on its own rose the square church tower that stood by Grandad's grave. And where the bold curve of Staples Hill lost itself among the woods, some tall brown trees uprose above the rest and gave goodbye. For invisible beyond them lay the empty cottage in its patch of garden, grown dank and waste. Then roadside trees shut all out, and the cart stopped on the level. To take up Nan May. And now the old mare jogged faster along to Woodford Wells and through the green, fringed with a wonder of big houses and many broad miles of country seen between them. Then farther down the easy slope of Rising Sun Road with thick woods at the way's edge on each side. Their winter austerity softened by the sunlight among the brown twigs and so on and on till they emerged in bushy Leyton flats and turned off for Leytonstone. And now they were nearing London indeed. Once past the green man they were on a trammed line road and there were shops and houses with scarce a break where there was one bricklayers on scaffoldings were building shop fronts. The new shops had a raw disagreeable look and some of these a little older were just old enough to be dirty without being a witless disagreeable and raw. Some were prosperous brilliant with gilt and plate glass others which had started even with them Stood confessed failures. Poor and mean. With a pathetic air. Almost an expression. Of disappointment in every window. Older buildings. Some very old. Stood about Harrow Green. But already the wreckers had begun to pull a cottage down. To make room for something else. And then the new shops began again. And lined the road without a check, till they were new, no longer. But of the uncertain age of commonplace London brick and mortar, and Maryland Point Railway Station was passed, and it was town indeed, with clatter and smoke and mud. Stratford Broadway lay wide and busy, with the church and the town hall imposing and large, but soon... The road narrowed and grew fouler and the mouths of unclean alleys dribbled slush and dirty children across the pavement. Then there were factories and the road passed over narrow canals of curiously iridescent sludge. Too thick to the casual eye for the passage of any craft but interesting to the casual nose. And There was a great low misty waste of the dullest possible rubbish where grass would not grow a more hopelessly desolate and dispiriting wilderness than johnny had ever dreamed of or bessie ever read with a chemical manure works in a far corner having a smell of great volume and range they topped bower bridge and turned sharply to the left, now it was London itself, London by act of parliament. There was a narrow way with a few wharf gates and then an open space, with houses centuries old fallen on leaner years, but still grubbly picturesque. Hence the old mare trotted through a long and winding street that led by dirty entries, By shops, by big distilleries, by clean, dull houses where managers lived. By wooden inns, swinging ancient signs over canal bridges. To a place where many streets lying regularly at right angles. Or of small houses, all clean, every one a counterpart of every other. And then the docks and the ships. At least the great dark gates with the giant pepper box and the clock above them and the high walls with here and there a mask. And at intervals as the houses permitted the high walls and the masks were visible again and again in a short way yet to go past Blackwell Cross. Till at last... The cart stopped, before a little shut-up shop, badly in want of paint, in a street where one gained the house-doors-down areas maybe, or up steps, or on the level, from a pavement a little more than two feet wide. While the doors themselves and the wooden rails that guarded all the steps were painted in divers, unaccustomed and original colours, and had nothing in common but a subtle flavour of ship stores. Over the way was the wall of a shipyard, and wheresoever there might be a view of houses from the back, there were small flagstaffs rigged as masks, with gaffs complete. The door of the little shop opened after a short struggle with the rusty lock. And Nan May and her children were at home in London. End of chapter eight.